Fuck this. Burn it all to the ground and then build it up back again. I feel your huge desire for more, but you're feeling limited in the day-to-day. I get it. I've had many clients who've been there and you don't have to stay stuck in that cycle. I'm Tets, sacred business activator and your host of the Soulprint Podcast, the show that gives you the sacred space to be yourself while you have a coach come alongside you to support and motivate you as you expand to our deep conversations of both the mundane and the magical, because there is more to life in business than what they tell you. I believe we can create businesses that work for who we are and build them into that beautiful life we all want so badly. And that means not separating life from business. So gear up for another conversation around one of the many spiritual modalities and energy healing systems I work with that can support your everyday growth or any of the personal shit that connects us all like what's queued up on my TBR or what's on today's cycle of mom life or hey, maybe a guest appearance from my cats and what we can learn from them today. So get ready for the next few minutes. It's going to shift things to a whole different perspective for you. Five days shy of my 40th birthday, we lost a kitten we've adopted. He was only with us for eight days. He was the sweetest, gentlest kitten we've had. And we had no idea he was already sick with the panleukopenia virus or feline parvo when we got him. The day we brought him home, I lovingly called him narco because he was such a narcoleptic. He was sleeping a lot and he was less active than his brother Witcher, who we adopted the day after we got him to keep him company. And because Witcher was the last pick of the litter and we couldn't leave him like that all alone in the clinic. They would fight with each other, not being the closest brothers, but you know, brothers nonetheless. But he was almost always just mostly sleeping. He had wet which in our everyday correspondence with the vet was attributed to adjusting to his new home. It was a Saturday that we brought them again to the vet to be dewormed. And at this point, it was a good three days that I was telling my husband and a friend of mine who rehomed the rest of their brothers how, I can't explain it, but I knew I felt something was not right with the kittens. They would have poop that smelled rotten, which, you know, when we consulted with our vet, was told, you know, there shouldn't be a reason why they do aside from food. So, you know, we tried to switch up their food and was given meds for the meantime. It was a Sunday that I kept asking my husband if we should return them to their previous owners, one of the couple being a vet and the owner of the clinic we got them from. So... From a practical standpoint, we thought it wasn't fair to bring home kittens that were unwell, right? But my husband and I aren't the type of people who easily give up and who didn't want to give up on them. No, but the push kept becoming louder. And that afternoon, I sobbingly told my husband that I know in my gut that keeping them is a selfish decision. They needed help we could not give. And I just, I couldn't explain it. But this is something that I know. I'm not a big crier. Hi. But at this point, I was bawling. I was crying my heart out. 
my husband let me decide and I then called her vet and um, embarrassingly sobbing on the phone as I asked her if it was an option to return Hunter, that's his name, our sweet baby kitty. I told her that they need to check him out because something was wrong. I know it cannot be explained. Um, I can't explain it, you know, but I know it. And we were asked to bring him back the same night in the clinic because the clinic would be closed the next day. Um, and they wanted to check him out and then to get him settled before they closed for the next day. So we decided to give Witcher a couple of days with us since, you know, he was more active of the two. And selfishly, because my heart couldn't handle losing them both at the same time. So my husband brought Hunter to the clinic, which was a good 30 to 45 minutes away from our home. And he stayed with him until he got um, his IV in and then they got a blood sample from him. And he told me then that, you know, for some reason as well, he couldn't leave. He, he just couldn't and he couldn't explain it. They got his temperature in which he was already crying in pain, they then still went on to get a fecal sample. And it's he said it was the first time he heard Hunter really cry out loud, you know, from pain, probably. He he rarely meowed when he was home with us. And, and if he did, it was, you know, very, very soft, quiet ones. Um, but after that, after his loud cry, his legs just buckled and then he fell. Um, my husband saw this. He's, just, he's a very observant trained, um, you know, the, being the observant trained nurse that he was. Um, and he told the vet, which began, you know, the next few minutes of trying to revive him, you know, oxygen, a shot of epinephrine, CPR, but it wasn't enough, you know. My husband closed his eyes as Hunter breathed his last I saw a short clip of it on video. My husband gave me that so I could witness his last breath even when he was barely able to hold the tears himself. He went back home to pick up Witcher at the vet's instruction and so my child and I went also to be able to say a final goodbye to Hunter. He looks so peaceful, the little <laughs> narcoleptic kitty, almost like he was just sleeping in a box. I'll never forget how his fur felt as I was stroking his body as I said goodbye. His last few days flashing in snippets in my mind's eye, days of cleaning shit off his body <laughs> as he'd always stay inside the litter box so he'd get cat sand stuck all over his body. You know, even that day where he first discovered, um, where he first discovered to like need his tiny paws, you know, making bread on one of my breasts <laughs> as I cradled him like a baby while I was cleaning him up. Eight fucking days was too short, and yet we loved him so very much already. 
And as I'm recording this, it's been less than 24 hours since Hunter passed away. I've been crying longer than I haven't. And I'm sure I'll cry some more. We still have his acclimation, which is a gentle cremation without fire but with water, um, which was ironically scheduled on my birthday of all days. <laughs> and sure, you may ask me what's the point of putting this all in a podcast episode and... If you still are at this point, then you're missing the lesson here because there's actually many. The most important of which is to trust your fucking intuition. I'm a highly fucking intuitive being and I still didn't listen until it was too late because I trusted others. I knew, I knew days before that something was wrong. I kept repeating it. But did I do anything about it beyond daily checking in with her vet and updating her? No, I did not do enough. I should have pushed. I should have insisted they test him immediately and I hate myself for it. I let Hunter down because of it and I will be grieving for a while. It will take a lot of time for me to heal from this deep, deep wound and loss. The rare time that I didn't follow my human design strategy and authority to respond in the moment by listening to my sacral gut in the past three more than three years since I started this experiment. And this is the consequence, a life. And sure, he probably saved us from something. Maybe he wasn't meant to be ours. Maybe we all did our best or what we believed was best at the time. But what is also true is that we lost Hunter because I didn't trust what I intuitively knew to be true. So let that be your takeaway from this, if anything. And to always always love with all your heart and soul run free hunter i love you blessed be love and cheers to finishing another episode of the soul print podcast did something resonate with you inside today's episode i'd love to know so send me a dm on instagram at soulprint coach and tell me what your biggest takeaway was or what questions you have and i'll include them in an upcoming episode Looking for something to supplement your soul print journey while you wait for the next one? Get free resources sent directly to your inbox by subscribing to my newsletter at tetsagustine.com. Until next Wednesday, remember you are a freaking cosmic event and I see you, sweet soul, through both your light and shadow. Keep shining. The Soul Print Podcast is brought to you by the Tripod Network.